0: And hi, Eli, and thank you for your time, and welcome to this new episode of uh, The Light Leaders, which is a and a Q&A with the community. So thank you also, uh, Dylan, Zizi, and Zoe for being here. And to give context, there is already an interview I've done with Eli and another episode also, where we had um, you with Shane and Professor Spira, that was really amazing. So anyone who's interested in that can listen to it. And here the idea of this community QA is that other people can ask questions and all of us are pretty much on the raw food or at least healthy eating journey. We're pretty versed into truth thinking overall and into spirituality also. So I believe we can uh, go deep in this hour. So thanks guys. And before we get started with q I know it's always a really hard question People can refer to other interviews or podcasts if they want to dive. But if you were to do like a four or five minute intro, um, Eli, about like your food journey, but you can also open up other doors. Um, what would it be?
1: I I guess if if I had to put it in a nutshell, over over time we, uh, through interest in first physical activity, but then uh, later on going deeper into physicality and health and wellness and diet and whatnot these are all interests that started to accrue as i as i you know as i got more experience in life in general so to encapsulate what my interest is is kind of the the esoteric philosophy of life i'll, I'll say that right and uncovering the the true principles of nature that that govern Our mentality that govern the dynamics of spiritual um, functioning, govern the dynamics of physical functioning, and just trying to ascertain the laws that are responsible for for, um, taking our lives in the best places that we want them to go. And that's that's essentially in, in, in a nutshell. So the, the the deeper spiritual science that undergirds health and wellness. Right? And uh, I've, I've tried to fuse spirituality, not fuse, because they're connected regardless of what our personal opinions on that are. But I've just tried to uncover the connection between your spirituality and your physicality, your diet, all, all the things that we usually talk about in nutrition work, right? And the health work. Uh, yeah. So it's that harmonizing of higher esoteric principles with common everyday health and eating and diet principles that I that I that I found I was getting very interested in.
0: Well I'm happy to start with the first question. Um because I'm uh, I'm really curious when I look at you, I'm on a food journey where I feel um, everything's going well. One thing where I'm more questioning is the strengths. So has your has your pure strengths been on that uh, more raw food journey that I think you've done for like seven or eight years?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of strength, the, the thing about strength is it's it starts to be a lot more proportional to how you exercise and how you exert yourself. Because there's a good portion of that, your strength, of your general strength, that is just purely neurological conditioning and neurological familiarity with the particular skill that you're trying to accomplish, right? So, I mean, let's just say you want to really improve your strength at uh, bench press, sure, bench press, right? There's there's a skill component to that a heavy skill-based component to that very particular set of neural pathways that need to light up to produce that movement, right, that skill. So to get better at it, you just keep doing it over and over and over and over. And not necessarily as a, a workout, right, to get you tired as hell, but as just a playful exercise that you just practice over and over. So there's that component, and then there's also the pure strength um, development component where you're fatiguing your muscle to the maximum extent, and and you do that very infrequently, like once every ten days, once every seven days or so. And you combining those two would would start to really really get you stronger. Okay, so that's fairly independent from diet. It's, it's like, it doesn't really matter what kind of diet you do. If you, if you structure your exercise in the right way, then you will get stronger. And I think the main difference between, so just getting back to your question. So the main difference between myself and someone else who does maybe, let's just say for comparison's sake, the exact same workout that I'm doing, the difference with myself and my approach is that, What I am taking in in my diet, it doesn't accumulate unnecessary waste and fluids in the body. That's the difference. So someone might do my workout routine and experience better growth visually on the outside if they're eating conventional material that pack on waste and acids and the fluids that are required to neutralize those acids on the inside someone else might have a little bit more um, material or puffiness, right? Um, so you might see that difference. And yeah, that's that's just how it is. because when you're when you're not doing all those things that pack on waste in the, in the body, your body is very hesitant to put on extra material because it doesn't want to do that. It, your body wants to be as efficient as possible. So you have to really signal strongly that if your body's going to increase the amount of dense muscle tissue that's there, it better damn well be necessary for life, right? Otherwise, your body won't do it. So when you naturalize your diet, right, um, some people might experience that as difficulty putting on weight or muscle, but that's kind of what you want because you want your body to be more efficient and more healthy. Oh, I shouldn't speak for all people. That might not be what you want, right? We we might prioritize getting bigger over health. So, so if that's the case, then yeah, sure. Then you can go and do, you know, the other like protein powders and all the unnecessary, things, right? So you could, and then you might find that you get a little bit more uh, size, right? Um. So, so it's just, we just have to know what we want, but, in terms, so you asked about like my, myself, like how is my strength charted over over time? My my answer is it depends on what I'm focusing. I notice that if I'm focusing on a particular thing, then I'll get stronger in that in that. Um, and for things that I don't usually train as often, right, then those things will just kind of plateau. And in ter- now in term and. Just the final answer to your question. In terms of my my size, my size has remained fairly constant throughout this whole journey. Like fairly constant. I'm I'm about one sixty five, one sixty three around there, and it it my weight doesn't seem to budge that much. Right? Strength can improve because that's a neurological thing and a neur- and a muscular coordination thing. So my strength can definitely improve. And in certain areas, but I don't find my size really taking off. If I wanted to do that while eating my current diet, I would just have to structure my workouts slightly differently and prefer a lot more volume of working out than, than I typically So I would just have to structure my workouts differently.
2: Do you feel like there's a component of timing of when you eat after a workout? Do you feel like that can affect your size as in, if you like refuel, maybe an hour after a workout or maybe sooner compared to like maybe leaving it 10 hours? Cause I know you're busy on set quite a lot of the time. So sometimes you might go like a whole day without eating. Do you feel like that can maybe impact the size, like the muscle size?
1: So does the timing of when you eat uh, during, during the day or after a workout, th- is that uh, a, a very strong variable or factor in how much muscle size you'll, you'll put on? Yeah. That's what you're asking.
2: Yeah. Just in terms of like keeping the body anabolic or catabolic, I was just yeah. wonder how you feel about those kind of processes. If you can. Gotcha. Elaborate on that.
1: Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay. At the end, at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, you won't really go catabolic if you're simply eating enough for your body's requirements for the day at whatever time that is. Okay. So you won't, you won't necessarily go catabolic if you just do that basic thing, right. Of having enough uh, nutrition coming in for your particular body, for your particular, you do that and you're okay. Right. You might find a little bit of a, a physiological benefit in doing certain things and tweaking certain things so if you okay so you just mentioned that um when i'm on set working for the day i might not even eat at all or just wait till i go home whatever it is 15 hours later um so if you were to eat later into your fasting window and prioritize a workout at the end of your fasting workout you're, yeah, your body might have a, a real thirst for taking in nutrition prior to that bit of exertion at the end of a fasting window right So you'll have a lot of hormonal activity that is that is um going to help with with muscle growth but I mean is that uh, is that necessary? Is it necessary to do that all the time? I would I would probably say no. I would think that it's it's much more important how you work out, right? How you exercise and how you work out, that is probably the main component into how much st- size and strength you're going to put on. And are you not starving at the end of the day, right? If you take care of the basics, then really it boils down to just how you're exercising. Um, and then once your basics are taken care of, yeah, you can you can tweak a couple of factors and see if that adds a little bit of an extra uh, extra boost. You know, maybe you've hit a plateau and you want to try something new. OK, I'll try stimulating more growth hormone release with a, a longer fast and then work out at the end. OK, so now you can play around with those variables, but take care of the foundation first. And then you're you're pretty much just worrying about your your exertion, like your activity. And that'll that'll determine Again, I, and I always use the—it's an adaptation, fitness and size. It's a, it's an adaptation. And So your body is dominated by signals. So you have to you have to be sending your body the right signal that it requires an adaptation in your in your muscle strength or size in order to function day to day. That's that's what you're trying to do. So you know, I always I always use the analogy of, of your calluses when you're holding onto a, a bar for I don't know 10 minutes a day let's just say you'll develop calluses as an adaptation to that stress because that's what's required for your body to to hold on to a bar and and not be in pain so you do it for long enough you get an adaptation doesn't matter if your your diet's made up of like mcdonald's and squirrel fur or something (laughs) like either either way you'll you'll get the adaptation
2: yeah that that makes perfect sense just quickly on that I've heard you talk about in the past, you prefer to exercise more just throughout the day, just being generally active throughout the day. Is that still okay. what you're currently doing? Or do you, do you have like designated workouts at all? Or what does your kind of exercise routine look like or like a typical day? Yeah,
1: yeah, great question. Um, that Okay, so to answer your question directly, yes, that's exactly what I do. I, I like to stay busy throughout the day I tend to prefer the morning period. So from early morning till about 12, one o'clock, that's when I I would say most of the playful strength challenges, mobility challenges, acro challenges that's when I'm more likely to do them and then when it comes time to have something to eat, yeah, a little bit less activity around the time when I'm when I'm eating, right or I should say immediately after probably don't want to eat or exercise immediately after you're done eating. And then later on into the evening, I might, I might do. That. So yes, that's exactly what I do. I also, I do two things. So I do that structure of exercise where I'm just like, like a, like a monkey, right? Monkey, you know, just always playing around, always swinging, always doing activity, but it's not necessarily a workout. They're just, that's what they do to locomote and live, Right. So I, I structure it like that. Just incorporating challenging things physically into the lifestyle, right? So most of the time I do that. The other way I work out is I, I do almost the exact opposite. Very, very infrequently. So I do um, 100% high intensity uh, till absolute failure exercises, right? And then allow for several several days over a week to to rest so i'll do that maybe once every week and a half right um whether that's going to the gym and using machines and just let's so let's just say bench press again as an example so bench press just pressing slowly and under control and do it until my my muscles are absolutely fatigued beyond Beyond any hope of moving the the resistance an inch more, right? And and that's it. Just one set of that, and once you're once you're uh, you failed on that exercise, move on to the next. Do a couple exercises, and that's it. Right? So, um, so that is so high intensity work. I I will incorporate, and then the vast majority of the time, I'm doing exactly what you said. Just play playfully engaging in either strength or mobility, or acrobatic challenges, just throughout the
2: game. Yeah, perfect. That that clears up a lot. I think that's quite important about training to failure as well. If, if mm-hmm. uh, maybe muscle growth or adaptation is your goal, because like you say, the body's so intelligent. If you provide the adequate stimulus, then it will only grow. So yeah, thank that, you for that.
1: That's right, yeah. And, and the, the rest component becomes so important, so important. So when you're doing, so when I'm doing my regular day-to-day thing where I'm just playing with strength and acro and mobility and whatnot, you're, you're staying far away from fatigue because you wouldn't want to compromise the work that you did in your high intensity session several days ago, right? You wouldn't want, you want your body to be able to rest. So if you fatigue yourself again, at some point, then you might start re-damaging things that are trying to build up and give you the, the proper adaptation so in 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 one sense we are avoiding fatigue like the plague and then in those smaller instances when you are uh, going for that, that kind of pure strength adaptation right then yeah you fatigue is your friend you want to go into the depths of fatigue but that's only for a very limited amount of time and then the rest of the time you're resting and then neurologically training for the rest of the the rest
2: of it. Yeah, I think that's a really, like, key distinction you made there because it depends on your goals, doesn't it? What you're training for because for you as a stuntman, obviously, you want to be able to perform day in, day out. You don't want to be completely fatigued. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying... Like, I I want... I I want to be as physically adaptable for whatever circumstance comes my way. So, yeah. Six in the morning rolls around... Maybe my my neighbors walk outside and they catch some weird guy and and you know balancing on his shoulder in a weird position <laughs> like what the, what the hell is this guy doing? So I'm all, I'm doing all sorts of stuff to just try and be as hyper adaptable to whatever physical challenge I need. And in order to do that, you need to challenge your nervous system with doing all sorts of things. right So it's accustomed to that as as best as possible.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that makes complete sense.
1: Yeah.
3: What what are the like the what comes to mind when I ask you the like three top teachers or people you've learned from that kind of inspire a lot of the information you give on your channel, about especially about natural law and stuff like that?
1: Right, right. Yeah, great question. So there's there's a couple of them. Um, so we've got uh, Herbert Shelton, right? Classic Herbert Shelton. Right? Very, very helpful, very influential. Um, there's Adolf Eust, okay, who wrote a book called uh, Return to Nature, and that's a that's fantastic book to read. Right, Everyone should read that one as well. Um, you've got Arnold Errett, very helpful, very influential. I'm sure most of us are familiar with Arnold Errett's work. Um, Hilton Otema was very helpful, very influential. Max Heindel, who was a Rosicrucian mystic, and was capable of, you got to read his material, you know, just capable of some really fantastic stuff. And, um, and so I, le- I learned a bunch from Max Heindel as well. Uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, very, very deeply goes into the kind of uh, spiritual science related to diet and health and anatomy. Okay, and all that was, you know, starting to really gel with all of these natural hygiene concepts that I was learning from the natural hygiene movement, right? From Shelton and all this other, all the other. So, so, so that's a bunch of names. Um, I I hope that helps. Uh, Yeah, Arnold Aaron, uh, Herbert Shelton and all of the other hygienists, right? Sylvester Graham. um, uh, uh, What's his name? Tilden, Dr. Tilden. Uh, wrote Toxemia explained right all, all of these books right? and, and authors very very helpful very influential um and then max heindel um uh, max heindel there was there's one that I'm missing on top of Rudolf Steiner as well. Oh geez. Although, that, Adolf Hues. Adolf. no yeah Adolf Hues. Oh. yeah except oh, no oh, like said other something. than yeah other than all, all of these there's i know that i'm missing <laughs> i know i'm missing a bunch but off the top of my head i mean that that's that would get anybody started right and and turn you from someone who didn't know anything to knowing <laughs> more than more than you could possibly want to know just you know with those those individuals uh so yeah ho- hopefully that helps thank you yeah. uh yeah.
3: What what also is your intentions behind creating your channel for your free melons? Uh, I'm just curious, like what led you to start doing it?
1: Kind okay. of, you know, to, to, in its simplicity and its pure simplicity, all 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 I'll say is that obligation hit. That's it. Right. So taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, taking in, reading, 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 taking in, taking in. At some point. The, the 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 realization dawns on you that you you have a responsibility to give some of that back and there's only so much you can take in before i think that realization and obligation i'll say i'll use the word obligation really starts to become pressing on your psyche so that's it right it's 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 the responsibility of being of service to to your fellow man to your fellow woman right to humankind right? that's that's it so being of service is is deeply rewarding it's deeply gratifying it's correct you gain as much from what you give out what well, I, I, I if i'm studying to give you guys stuff i'm also studying for myself right It's, it's so, so it's a it's win-win all you know in all directions so uh being of being of service uh was the, the the highest noble effort in all of human history that was recognized? Right? All, you peruse all the literature, all the adepts are all are all on the same page. And you know, being of service is is, is like the highest good, and it, it's not only good for everybody else, good for yourself as well. It's it enshrines the the, the love principle, the more the moral principle. Uh, anyway, all of this. So. In simplicity, I'll stop talking now. In its simplicity, just the responsibility to be of service, I, I think uh hit me o- over time. That's what that's what
3: especially during these times, right? Because um I feel like the information you give is so helpful and needed or something like that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. You have no idea how no, really, you have no idea what that what that means. To me to to hear you say that because uh, I couldn't agree more like (laughs) oh my god everyone's confused everyone's sick no one knows what's going on it gets just it's madness out there you guys know how it is you live in the world too just like I do it's crazy It's crazy. so yes just doing what you can I mean no one can be no one can be a know-it-all no one can be a specialist in all things as much as you might try to be, uh, which is which is good because you start to get a, a generalized kind of familiarity with as many spheres, as many as many avenues and, and subjects of study as possible. Sure, you try to get your handle on lots of different things. But no one's a know-it-all, right everyone's got their strengths, everyone's got their weaknesses, everyone's got their particular, places where their attention seems to be more channeled and focused. And that's exactly as it should be, right? This universe is infinite variability right? God's expression of, of divinitude expressed in thousands and, and multiplicities of all different forms and shapes and sizes and preferences and whatnot. So everyone's going to have their, their thing that they're focused on. And in that thing, you, you try to be of service uh, in that particular field that you are suited to. And so, yeah, that's, I guess this, this came, this came more naturally to me video editing and uh, being in front of a camera um, fitness and health and whatnot. It seems to be a good candidate for that given what my lifestyle was and just, so, all right, maybe I'll start up a YouTube channel and just try to, Give that back out, and then someone else might have a completely different approach to being of service. Right? That doesn't involve YouTube or making videos. Some some other completely different thing, and that's how you be of service um, and and contribute to the to the greater good. So yeah, every anyway, everyone's doing their thing. That's it. We're all in the same we're all in the same boat. We're all doing the same thing together. We're all heading to the same place. So it's just it's nice to hear you say that, and I I, I really thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Welcome. Hi, Eli. Hey, what's up, brother?
4: Uh, You're for a long, <laughs> long time. You're a fruitarian, frater- and uh, you said that your weight haven't changed much. What about the yeah. the meal sizes? Did they change? Did, did oh. you start it when you started? Because. Some 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 folks uh, tell that in uh, the beginning they they really had have appetite when mm-hmm. they uh, transition tra- 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 uh, when they go into the fruits. So uh, wh- how was uh, with you in the beginning and now? Because it's a really long story.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's it's it's an interesting thing, and that phenomenon of. Having a more ravenous or bigger appetite in the beginning of your transition or your beginning of your dietary reform is very common. It's it's almost it's almost predictable. It, I'd almost be worried if someone didn't have that right at the beginning of the transition. Okay. And it's because again, <clears throat> oh excuse me. I <laughs> I should tell you, just a couple of days ago on set. Um, there was atmosphere, atmosphere, like synthetic kind of, uh, smoke in the air and I'm breathing some of it in, I, my body really didn't like it. So excuse me if my throat's a little, a little, um, uh, a little, um, funny sounding today, but uh, yeah, I left, I left set that day. I'm like, oh man, that whatever they were pumping through the air, I really didn't like that. So anyhow, um, Okay your your desire for a big quantity of food yes very normal and in my experience it lasted for let's see i i would say my appetite was bigger in the first 2, two to 3 years okay if i'm giving you a rough time timeline okay roughly 2 to 3 i wouldn't know i wouldn't say in the 3rd year first two years, first two years, most notably, is where I would have had a bigger appetite. I also would have included a lot more dried fruits, okay, so dates and figs, dried figs and whatnot, a lot uh, more bananas, so bananas and figs, bananas and dates. I incorporated a lot more of those into the mix in the first, uh, first year. Uh, As, as time went on, then, yes, your body is going to get more efficient. It's going to get cleaner, for one thing. So you're not going to have all these metabolic waste products clogging up your your tissues, your channels of elimination. So your your system is holistically going to be cleaner. So when the channels get fumigated and cleaned out, you're, you're going to have an easier time extracting nutrition from food. Right. And being more sustained over over the long term, especially if you're doing things like fasting. Right. So with with fasting, it's we talked about exercise. Fasting starts to turn into an internal metabolic conditioning as well, where you are teaching your body. Hey, you're I'm forcing you to be more efficient and still function. Right. And And you're practicing that over and over. So it starts to turn into something like exercise where you fast over and over. You're conditioning your internal system to be more efficient. So you pair that with what you're doing with diet. Now what you have is a formula for in a couple of years starting to really need less and less and less to be very, very comfortable and, and functional. So to answer your question. First two years, that's when I noticed Appetite was a bit bigger as time went on in the next couple of years and noticed, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit less motivated to have all of this food coming in, right? Oh, I'm starting to feel even stronger and more energetic if I just eat less, right? Skip dinner. Oh, you feel so much better in the morning. Right? Oh, wait a little bit longer before having my my meal. Oh, I feel incredible, right? And so now... It, it, it looks like, again, just a lot less. Like, I'm, I'm just so much more comfortable with far less than I was eating prior, you know, prior to in my first couple of years. So, yes, that's normal for everybody. I would say everybody that transitions from a regular kind of conventional cooked food diet into a raw food diet, if you just make that harsh jump, that harsh transition, yes, you're, you're going to notice that you're going to have more of a i don't want to use the word challenge it's not a challenge it's just a necessary change right where you're going to find that you need to eat more because what you're eating is not this concentrated material anymore so yeah you need to take up a little bit more because your your body is still in the condition that it used to be in and it takes a while for your body to make those subtle changes to all your tissues and all your your biochemistry to to finally get to that efficiency that we're looking, at. so it takes time. So yeah, you can expect you, you be you're consistent with it, then those those changes of efficiency starts to really be experienced. So yeah, um, yeah, by by year four, three, four, then I'm starting to notice that. Then by year six, seven, then there was like another milestone that I think was crossed Where it's like, ooh, I feel like I've just kicked into the next level of ease and and simplicity and just not needing anything. I I think there was another little milestone achieved around that six years, seven years. Um, So I I hope that answered your question, General. Um, Did did, did I answer that? Yeah,
4: yeah, you answered. You answered. It's okay. Okay. Great, great.
1: Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So very normal, and ev- everyone is consistency. Consistency is the key, because most of us are not consistent. We just we we're just talking about. You guys know how the world is. You know how people are. Right? Consistency is a huge problem. Very, very rarely are people just consistent all the time for years and years and years. Right? People people fall off track very easily, and if you can avoid that, if you can mitigate against that, just being doggedly consistent, that's where the results come. From, right? um, and I'm one of those people that have been very consistent, and, and lo and behold, it, for for me, it's it's integrated itself seamlessly in my lifestyle, and it's not. I don't have to think about anything. There's no there's no there's no intellectualizing. Like I've left all the intellectualizing on the other on the other side right in my past life. so it's just an, an effortless kind of easy walk through at least the diet portion of my life
2: just quickly on that how much more efficient do you think we can get the body because i was speaking to chris kendall the other day and i think he threw a number he said roughly 10 15 is like his estimate of how much you can improve digestion which to me, that seemed quite low because for you personally, how, if we're going by the, you know, the outdated calorie model, right, how, right. how few, how, yeah. How was your calorie intake differed from like the start to now? Because from what I've observed, it would be way more than 10, 15% just from what I've seen in your videos.
1: Yeah. 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 The, okay. That, yeah. That's a good question. What, okay. How, how much of a
2: calorie difference is there now? At? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good question, and I don't, I don't really measure these types of things, so you'll you'll have to forgive me if I don't have like a, a, a quantifiable number yeah. to give you as an answer.
2: Maybe like a typical day. So like but, maybe in year one you were eating, I don't know, three yeah. melons a day, ten bananas, etc. Now you're only. Yeah. Eating-
1: yeah sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off with my yes there. um okay. so see in the in the first year, like first year, second year, I did even less of that measuring than I do now, which is even now is very, very sparse. um so i I didn't I didn't take any of these measurements. I was just like you know <laughs> the blissful ignorant fruit dairy. uh okay, i I would imagine I would guess I would guess that my calorie intake was up around the twenty five hundred to three thousand mark on a daily on a daily basis if I'm if I'm guessing correct. Uh yeah, a a couple, maybe two two cantaloupes, um a bunch of bananas, some dates, a, a snack somewhere else, maybe Couple mangoes, maybe like five pears, um, pineapple at some point, right? So i are looking at yeah, 2,500, 3,000 calories maybe. Okay, if I'm comparing that to what I'm doing now, then I have I very often I can I know that I've had like 900 calorie days, 1,200 calorie days, um, 1,500 calorie days. Uh, and, and anywhere in between, at 700 calorie days, and, um, and then if, every once in a while there might be there might be more than that. There might be a an 1800, 2100 calorie day. If uh, if someone dumps a whole bunch of durian in front of my door, just as a gift, you know that's that's not a good thing because I will probably I will probably eat the durian So on a day like that, then yeah. For sure, like 2200 calories or something.
2: Yeah, that's reassuring. That's reassuring because I'm in my first year and mm -hmm. I'd say I probably consume, yeah, two and a half to 3,000 calories. And I was just wondering, is that like a standard kind of, yeah, if that's something you've experienced? Because with the more Doug Graham approach and the 80 10 tent, he doesn't seem to think that the calorie needs and requirements and intake really goes down that much over time but obviously you're living proof of the fact that you know you've almost you, some days you've half that or yeah over half that that amount of calories so how do you feel about that approach i know you've touched on it before but do you think because i feel like you can just train the appetite as well because i could easily before i was having about 1500 calories but now i can easily if i want to i can easily have more calories so I guess. Do you feel the digestive system is kind of like a muscle, and you can just train it?
1: Yes, yes. I, th- I I I really think so. Yeah, I really think that this is something that you can train to be to become more efficient. Right? I, absolutely. I mean, i in my own experience, i I'm, I'm forced to come to that conclusion where. I'm I'm going out and having ex- like r- ridiculously exertive days, right? Like days where it's just like constantly, you know, they're fighting, falling, getting hip tossed the walls, right? Do that all day for an entire afternoon, uh, and go 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 on lunch break, and we're like I'm 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 fine. I'm not hungry at all. Like I'm not I'm not going to use I'm not going to eat anything on this lunch break. I'm just going to read. Do it again right after lunch. Bam, blah, blah, fall all over the place, fight, whatever it is, go home. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm ready for some food. But really, you know, I, if I stop and think about it, I'm like, I'm not hungry. Like, well, this is crazy. Like, how am I How, how, how am I? doing this? Right? And after, it's not because I'm magic or anything. Everybody, We're all the same. You guys are all the same. Everyone's all the same. It's just you, you. you're training yourself, right? You're conditioning yourself. To be to be more efficient, and I think if I've included a bit more fasting in conjunction with this diet, right, over time, consistently over time, then maybe that got me there a little more comfortably. Maybe maybe I, I'm not sure, but to answer your question, yes, I I do believe that that is the case, right? Kind of has to be. we we're, we're designed as we're designed as organisms to, to, to respond to our internal mental states with some sort of physical expression of what's going on internally. And we're, we're our bodies are hyper, hyper adaptable on so many so many levels, on levels that we probably haven't even recognized. And I think this is absolutely one of them, where, yes, as much as we're physical beings in, in here in the physical world, yeah, there's going to be a proportion of our lives that where we have to take in some material to furnish the uh, the physical body, right? You're in the physical world; you have to play the physical game to a certain to a certain degree, okay? But I I, I think there's a lot of leeway there where you can use your 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 will uh, to make changes, functional, structural changes to your internal biochemistry, where you're getting a lot more efficient at at performing and making a, a certain amount of exertion with a lot less, as opposed to the, the other person who, for the same amount of exertion, requires a lot more, right? So there's a whole bunch of leeway between those two states that I think is in our power to control. Absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to, I would not be able to live how I'm living right now were that not the case. No way. There's just no way.
3: Kind of on that note too, um, when, do you still experience weaker days or like days when your body's eliminating when you're on like, let's say a longer dry fast or something now that you're eating fruit and fasting more often, are there still days where you're still, um, like, do you think you've reached, like, efficiency? Like, uh, I guess I'm just trying to, I don't know. I think you can run with that. No,
1: no, no. No, I, I, no, I hear what you're saying, yeah. I hear okay. Saying. Um. Yeah, is, you um, know. Will, will I have, will I experience the same, type of days that might characterize someone in the early years where they're experiencing a couple of the off days of either a detox or a slowdown or less energy right right Um, like like
3: i think there's also that like when i've read in eric's stuff um they talk about how you know like let's say when you go into the really longer fasting you can have like deeper healing and stuff like maybe even in the bones or and like
1: right,
3: right, uh, right, things
1: like that. Yes. Okay. So, so you're asking if um would if I were to do another let's just say longer fast would I experience those types of uh or of- if you
3: have because I know you've done oh, like I- some over like a I think you know a week or something mm-hmm. like dry fasting and stuff
1: yeah 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 uh okay in general in general the the types of really really adverse uh cleansing reactions i haven't seen as many of them i've seen many of the the, the minor ones right like just minor little uh irritations or you know the, the skin skin gets a bit red and then and then it goes away like things like that right i've never had like major Major healing healing crises or <laughs> what did I just say crises 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 um, during fasting and I and I and I think I think I attribute that and like I'm not again I'm not a know-it-all here but I'm attributing that to how I implemented cleansing and fasting into my lifestyle for so for several years before I even started doing this. And my, my diet was fairly clean, leading up to when I ultimately made the choice to go um, raw fruitarian, right? So I think what had happened was I, I just dealt with a lot of this internal reform in small doses over the years, right, even before I started doing it. So that when it did come time for me to do, like, the longer water fast. Or the longer dry fast, what ended up happening was uh, I didn't see as many of like the, the horrible purging detox effects that a lot of people do when they go on a longer water fast or dry fast. Excuse me, but of course I did. What I what I do notice is other other things. So energy dips—that's for sure going to happen to everybody doing doing a fast. You're going to have days where you're more energetic and days where you're just like, okay, I don't want to move. Right. I'm just comfortable. I don't want to move. Um, lightheadedness. You get up from, from bed too quickly. and it's like, okay, ready to hit. Oh dear God. Right. You don't want to do that. You don't want to get up too, too quickly on day five, six, seven of your fast. Um, so, so there's that. Aside from that though, um, there's not too, too much n- queasiness, nausea. I never, I never got too, too much of that. There was maybe a couple of minutes, right? In a portion of the day uh, during a water fast, right? One of my, one of my last water fasts where for like 20 minutes or so, I'm like, my stomach feels a little strange right now. And then you wait for a bit and then it goes away. Right. that get it. So, so no, not not too many of the of the really 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 uh, profound cleansing reactions and responses that I've noticed in the more recent years doing fasts. So that I haven't I haven't I haven't seen, and I think again just to reiterate, I think that's because I had done that in such small doses for so long over the years leading up to it, that I mitigated the bigger dramatic cleansing crises during the fast now, right? So I think that's what I'm about. I, don't, I don't, again, you have to tell me if I've answered your question. Does that answer your, your question kind of? Yeah
3: I, yeah, I kind of wanted to know your experience because I feel like you're further along the path than most people, so. <laughs> Okay, okay, as far as okay. fasting experience yeah i think and that's what uh, eric says too you know is to it's better to do a lot of shorter fasts for mm. years before you try anything uh,
1: yeah 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 because okay. you know it's sorry yes yes correct um yeah because y- y- you're you're playing this game against an actual i mean if you could extract it then you could measure it but a quantifiable physical mass of material right that that is the disease that we're trying to mitigate against right so the proportion of this material that is distributed all throughout our body right everyone has a different amount of that material that is trapped in them so how much of that they're is to lose is going to determine how uncomfortable their their either their fasts are or their cleanses are, juice cleanse, um, fruit cleanse, whatever it is. So whether it's a type of cleanse or whether it's a fast, it's it's the amount of that tissue or that that material, the the, the disease matter, the foreign material, the byproducts of of, of incomplete digestion all that all that nonsense right the amount the sheer weight of that that is still in there and where it's distributed in what organ system it's more concentrated right that's important might be concentrated more in the liver as someone else more in the lungs someone else more in the spleen right? so everyone's different so the amount and where it's concentrated is going to determine how uncomfortable that person is when they do a fast, and so the more of that that you can eliminate, the less discomfort there's going to be. Because those those materials, once they're once they're um, how do I say this, galvanized to leave the system, right? Because of what you're doing in, in your in your <clears throat> in your health practice, and you would galvanize them to leave by adopting healthier practice. So once they get they get that signal that they can now leave the body, they they can cause friction as they rub up against all the other things in the in the fluid system of our body on the way out to elimination. So that friction you experience is heat, inflammation, discomfort, headaches, and whatnot. So anyway, all I'm saying is that yeah, everyone's different in how much of that material is trapped inside of them. And one person will have more discomfort than the next because of the amount of that stuff still inside. Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Eli, thank you so much. I wanted to ask you also on a slightly different topic and feel free to share. And if it's uh, too much, we'll cut it out for the YouTube part. But uh how do you feel the the next like what do you see coming in the next few months in the situation of the world and uh the evolution between between like a lot of let's say we could call it evil or plans uh maybe trying to be unfolded and at the same time uh, a a general awakening Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's a really good question that's a really good question because as as the tools and the methods of manipulation have become so much so much more technologically advanced, the the the, the groups and individuals that are looking to squash the, the human spirit um are are finding that they can ramp up the, the speed of the, the game plan a lot more intensity, right? So you're seeing you're seeing this attack from so many different so many different directions, right? It's crazy. Now, in the end, God always wins. Nature always wins. So, in 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 the end, there's there's no other outcome but for harmony and and goodness to to reign Nature always reclaims all the cards and chips at the end, of it, right? So, so there's that that we have to take comfort in. But in the in the short term, then yeah, we we've, we've got all of these ways that um that we are being affronted okay and as you also said we are we're seeing that a lot of people are coming online like i mean look at look at what we're talking about right now this this stuff wasn't happening that that long ago and um so a lot of people by necessity in response to what the world is throwing at us it's like yeah it's, it's just it's kind of the natural reaction as oppression Kind of uh, clenches its fist and, and and starts pummeling the human spirit. The human spirit is going to put up some defenses. It's like, ow, 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 no, stop, stop, right? They're going to start defending themselves just by necessity, right? That's just the natural. That's the natural reaction. And in the last several years, I think that's silver lining in that maybe it required a little bit of stress to bolster the the, the proper adaptation it's interesting how you can see these principles of nature echoing through all of our human experience we just we talked about adaptation we talked about like your calluses from hanging we talked about exercise we talked about the adaptation of fasting what are what are all these positive adaptations we're talking about we're talking about a response to stress and so the stress of evil trying to impose its will on you if you're able to deal with it, is you can make a positive adaptation where you are strengthening your resolve against that which pulls you away from your humanity. And and that's exactly what we're seeing. So here's my my answer to this, is as much as the world is going to start throwing at us in the next several years, if we um, stick to the faith of Principles that we that we understand, right? If we if we just stay fast to um, being the same moral and properly guided individuals that we that we try to be, and not let circumstance take away from the integrity that you have inside, if you maintain that integrity, at some point that will start to characterize the conditions that we're seeing all over all over. And more, more people start to wake up. Your influence starts to be spread and shared amongst more minds, and then you're just going to have more tools and resources to be able to um, to stand in in the face of and stand in defiance of this crushing wave of evil that is just kind of trying to swallow up everything. But in the in the end, it can't really swallow up everything entirely, because in my opinion, this whole thing the whole the universe the world everything these are all creation this is all a creation of a grand intelligence a grand loving and benevolent intelligence it's it's all been put here and in this world of duality it's like evil is a, a, a necessary byproduct of creating a physical world where goodness is is the undercurrent that kind of fashions and and molds everything. You have to have an evil element that exists in order for you to know what is truly good and truly moral. So I think we should we should always recognize that evil is always going to be part of our experience. But it doesn't mean that we have to entertain evil or have it show up, right? It's going to be there in the background as a possibility because that's what's required for us to even know what goodness is. So that's, that's always going to be there, but um, the more that we have discussions like this, the more that we influence minds, the more and more we're going to see resistance to evil characterize the, the human condition. And so that's that's what we're all working towards. And no matter what comes at us, no matter what gets thrown at us, we always have to um, maintain our integrity and, and our sure-footedness in the, the goodness and the grandeur of the human experience. and the, and, and what it really means to be a spirit incarnate here in your in the physical world. And um, having faith and comfort in that is I think what's gonna help us navigate through this, you know, this uh, this period of of darkness. In my opinion. In my opinion. Oh, uh, I think Alex was. Oh, okay, okay, you unmuted yourself.
4: Yeah. About about fasting, I have a question. Yeah. Which one do you prefer, dry fasting or uh, water fasting? And, <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Uh, and which one uh, is more <laughs> comfortable for you? Because somebody finds uh, dry fasting more comfortable. I'm mm-hmm. talking about one day, maybe two days. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And also, one day of dry fasting is like two day, three days of water fasting.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been told. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, no, of course, totally, totally. Um, I I think I prefer. Yes, I think I prefer the feeling of a dry. Bath. There's something. There's something of about the complete shut off. The, just the complete shut off of sensation internally that starts to feel so much more, in my opinion, blissful. Uh, You know, if you were to imagine what it would be like just floating in space, right? Just floating in space, right? Or you go to those like sensory deprivation chambers, right? Something like that, where it's just nothing, nothing happening on the inside. There's something about that state that I think I'm experiencing as good i know i'm being very general with how i'm describing this as good but there's some some sort of refreshing um how do i say this like sleep i mean like sleep like the best type of sleep is the type of sleep where you are completely undisturbed by any stimulus and you get the best quality sleep yeah right if there's a nightlight light if there's a woman yelling, if there's a, a a chicken running around, if there's construction, but you're not going to get the best quality sleep. You might get to sleep, but there, but that noise, that stimulation, it's a it's a trigger, it's a cue that the physical world is not completely uh, at rest, and so your 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 mind is going to be have a little bit more wakefulness if there are stimulants coming from from without. So, that being the case. That being said, when it comes to fasting, what would the, the the feeling that I prefer, yes, is the no water, you know, no food. At le- if we're talking about the first couple of days, right, two three days, right, two three days, that period is is a very is is such a wonderful feeling internally, right? It's just this peace. And, and and ease that just you know is, is very hard to replicate um water fasting is is so similar it's it's so 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 similar i mean both feel very 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 good but if if we're talking about um going long term obviously or long not long but longer duration then yeah water fasting is is going to be definitely uh, safer for the average person Probably more advisable for the for you know for the average person, um, and then dry fasting you know something that you keep for shorter periods if you're if you're gonna play with those, but yeah, to, to answer your question, yes. And I've I've always found that I experience uh, deeper levels of healing on the other side of a dry fast. That's just my own personal experience, um, you know. So take that with a grain of salt. Well, maybe not salt. I'm, I'm not a big fan of salt. but take it with a grain of something else. But take it with a grain of whatever. In my experience, yes, I've noticed that I, I get deeper levels of healing if I if I do shorter dry fasts right? rather than the water fast.
4: I I also have some experiences yes, in dry mm-hmm. fasting, but. Okay, cool. When I have heard of these things, uh, dry fast fasting uh, resonated more with me. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't like to drink a lot, a lot of water, maybe, and uh, it's uh, more pra- more practical also. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about sleep and uh, sleep deprivation, and is it sleep uh, also only a habit? And now when I uh, remember i tapped into one situation after uh, 3 3 days of uh, dry fasting i mm-hmm. just couldn't sleep yeah. i tried i tried to sleep but not not to it was it, I, I was so energetic but i just couldn't all and that was all all night and that 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 was the last the last day of my dry, dry fasting and that that was such a yeah weird uh yeah experience
1: yeah so, that's oh sorry go ahead sorry go ahead no,
4: no, the, 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 if you have the battery all, all the time opt, optimal you know battery full battery full well.
2: yeah i'd love to yeah, know this it. as well because i'm currently on one hour sleep in about 30 hours <laughs> and yeah I'd, I'd like to hear your take on it
1: Yeah, yeah. That no, that's great, guys. Yeah, and I'm I'm so happy that it's always just nice to hear from people that are that are doing these same things that require a lot of responsibility to sell, a lot of discipline, right? So it's great to have this conversation, guys. Um, So yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And as a parenthesis, I think this discussion is quite inspired by a few of us having read also. Uh, return to the Brain of Eden that I remember mm. you you recommended yeah. uh, at least to me when we had our first interview. So thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, great book. Yeah, really, really great. So um, I think okay now with sleep, sleep starts to starts to be a um, a necessity. Yes, it, it it's one of those necessities that we require in order to re to re. Um, energize the the spiritual component of ourselves that is inhabiting the physical and there's a certain magic that happens in sleep that uh that you is very very difficult to replicate now it's the same story with sleep though that you would find in eating like your relationship to eating so we know that you can eat and you know and, and live and we and we know that you can structure your lifestyle so that you eat or need less to be able to do the same amount of exertion in your in your lifestyle so you can as much as eating is probably always going to be a thing in some capacity okay yeah you can radically tailor the amount of it that you need to be very 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 very, very functional and i think sleep is similar In that that case, where as much as sleep will always play a role, right? It's going to have to play a role in your lifestyle. But yes, you can tailor things and conditions such that you you might need less of it, right? Especially on a fast. Um, So those dry fasts, I think that's one of the most challenging aspects of a fast. It's not the fast itself, not how you feel on a fast. All that's fairly manageable. But oh my goodness, the amount of time that now exists in a day when you're fasting, that's what's challenging for people. You know, you like like, all right, I am now going to go to bed on my fast. All right, I'm up. It's like 15 minutes, that's all I slept. And you feel fantastic. Like, what the hell do I do with all this time? That's really challenging, right? Having all this time now where you're mentally alert and it's like you're you're ready to go. So that that's not that's not easy, right? That takes a little bit of mm. so uh, oh, yes, to answer the question, okay, with sleep, um particularly during times of fasting, okay, you're gonna experience that you need less of it just because it, you're conserving so much energy just by by shutting off your digestive machinery and probably a bunch of other metaphysical dynamics that i'm I'm not aware of. There's all sorts of stuff happening in the background that we're not aware of. So um, on top of all that, yeah, you're just saving a whole bunch of energy. And so you, you, you won't need as much sleep to be recovered. So you'll definitely notice that on a fast. And then in the regular waking uh, waking waking hours, when you're just doing your, your typical daily routine of eating a, a good diet of fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whatever it is, okay, the raw food diet if you do if you're doing that on your regular day to day getting some activity in the mix as well yeah you're you're probably going to get to a point where you where you find you know i probably don't need as much sleep as i used to back in the day right or i feel a lot more refreshed in the morning right when i when i wake up nowadays so yeah these for sure you can tailor the amount of sleep that you need it, it'll always play a role because it's it's like when when that astral component of yourself, when it disengages and detaches from your physical, it does something. It's like it 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 needs to be connected to the energetic world above the physical to to kind of bathe in that energy and then bring that back into your physical body. and then you wake up and then you're refreshed. Right? so so there you do need that, right? you you need that. Um, I, I and I say need. I always want to. I always want to be willing to accept the exceptions and the other possibilities of what rigorous, rigorous, deep spiritual control could possibly um, have on the body. The effects that that could have on the body. Yes, there, there, there could be that case where let's just say someone was locked in deep meditation for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours day upon day upon day um yeah you could you could conceive of someone in that particular condition maybe needing nothing that we would call sleep they're just always in this state of you know half in half out right so so there's there's exceptions and there's gray areas to what i'm saying all right so please don't think i'm i'm talking like hard 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 black and whites but for most cases yeah it is going to be yeah, you, you need that you need that base level of of sleep to recover your your health and your vitality but how much of that is going to be dependent on all the other conditions that you impose on your life so it's 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 like it's like food uh in the sense that yeah you, you need it but you can moderate
3: On the note of sleeping, um, I'm curious, as you've gone along your path and you've developed more, like, freedom and fearlessness, maybe, even, um, how have your dreams, your experience of your dreams changed as well? Like, how do you operate in your dreams differently? I guess I'm kind of curious.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question, too. And I, th- and I think all that starts to they, they start to improve together, right? You make improvements in your in your lifestyle, you you're gonna see improvements in your non physical lifestyle as well. Okay. So what I've seen change is just the 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 type of connection between those two states, right? So easier to remember your dream. So the more the more you have, um, the more I capitalize on the time when i'm lying down to go to bed right because every night when i go to bed it's i'm always trying to like that's opportunity so that is always opportunity for me to do some sort of internal work so that, that that's every day that's every day when i go to bed it's always like so it's, it's an exciting thing every day because oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try this i'm gonna see what happens if i if i dwell on this particular experience right um, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, just two days ago had had really interesting experiences uh, while I was awake in bed, but a, but awake, and it's just like, oh, okay, what? How do how do I reconcile that with? with this? So anyway, there's this whole type of deeper connection that over the last several years I've noticed is is becoming more of a, a thing in the lifestyle. Um, having to having to Deal with having dreams. So let's talking about just dreams, where you have dreams that are not just your inner self giving you messages or relaying messages to you, but are actual sensitivities to energetic states that your friends or families are experiencing. Right. So being sensitive to those, picking up on messages, on, not messages on energy signatures coming from those individuals that you pick up on and now you have information data that has been, been relayed to your conscious from the energy signature, signatures broadcasted by friends and relations that you're close to and so in the last several years recognizing that i'm having more of those dreams that are these types of energy sensitivities that's really interesting. So cool. how is? Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, do you have uh,
3: I just said that's cool.
1: <laughs> oh, you said that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that that's something that okay. That's one thing that I've noticed starts to be more regular in my life. Okay. So picking up on friends and family. Um, you know, maybe they're stressed. Maybe they have problems. Maybe my buddy's having a gut issue. I have a dream of, of you know me catering to my buddy's you know gut and like really touching like. And so call them up. Hey, you know, do you, how's your stomach? And like, are, are you having stomach problems? Like, how the hell do you know that? Right. That kind of thing. So that starts to happen. Um, and I'm not saying that that does happen for everybody. I'm just saying that's that's what has happened. Um, and then, of course, the other dynamics of non-physical work of of either out-of-body work or just kind of inner work. Um, playing with what what allows me to make connections as fast and efficiently as possible. right That's that's always something that's very interesting for me. So what do, okay, Eli, what do I have to do in order to get myself into that state that you experienced the other night? What can I learn from that to put myself in that state faster tonight? What is it? What condition, what am I doing? Am I using my energy body to um, to relax myself in a deep way that I wasn't doing before? Is it is it a particular site, a bit of imagery that puts me in a in a state of mind where all of a sudden the, the hypnagogic imagery starts to be really, you know, really present in my mind? Like what? So playing with all of these, all of these questions and things that you can't really Google. This is all just internal work. And um, and playing with that connection between your higher self that has all these all the answers and yourself in this conscious experience, yes, strengthening that and noticing that these two are are working together to um, allow me to live my life. I think I've noticed in the past several years that that there's a better connection there that is just yet to be fleshed out as, as you gain more and more experience and um, and it's not to say that someone couldn't experience start experiencing these things without diet reform it's just that it becomes infinitely more likely right if you if you are doing the right physical
3: work right cuz your your nervous system and all your connections in general are like lit up a kind of or yeah. Open. yeah
1: yeah 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 and we always have to remember that Um, who, okay, waste products, right? These things have energy signatures associated with them. There's nothing in the physical world that isn't broadcasting some sort of energy signature, right? Some sort of energy signature. And there's a type of energy signature associated with things that are dying, dead, rotting, decaying, right? These are all energy signatures. Uh, Oh, sorry, energy-generating physical materials, right, or material that can influence all of the other competing energy signatures that your body, your mind, your spirit is trying to uh, broadcast. So the less of the interfering physical elements that, that produce less lower vibrational energies, the less of them that they're if, that there are in the picture that are interfering with other energies in your body, the, the easier access you'll have to the higher influences, to the better and higher influence, right? So it's like there's, there's definitely a physical thing there where you can improve your physicality and the spirit improves as well. And also vice versa. You can have a, a, a pitiful, deplorable um, physical condition, and really, really work on yourself in the highest sense, and then you'll you'll see improvements there too. Yeah, but then if you do them both at the same time, oh my goodness, right? that's that's just the one.
3: Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Hey Eli, I wanted to ask a more um, a question personal for myself. Mm-hmm. So, which is going to be a little bit hard, but I'll try. When so, I'll try. So, I've been basically maybe 95% raw, 80% fruits for the past two years. And I like, I feel good overall, but there's a few things where, like in terms of strength, I feel it could be better. And I also have little pains in the back. So, because you're uh, on a a very clean diet and at the same time moving a lot and quite a strong man, I feel you could be the, the right person to have a, a a good perspective on it. I was, yeah, I'm wondering if you have, um. so I, I was, some people were thinking, oh, maybe you have deficiencies because I have like pain a little bit in the neck that I got from Jiu-Jitsu, but it's not healing so fast. And then when I go to the gym at some point, sometimes in my lower back also I have a little nerve pinch, pinching What do you recommend in terms of maybe supplement? Uh, My partner said, oh, you should try magnesium. Okay, I'm trying having some magnesium at night. Supplements or routines, like I stretch almost every day for like half an hour or so, or some types of movement to stay injury-free. What's been your your general experience with that? Like I feel with all I'm doing, I shouldn't have (laughs) like those pains in the back, for example.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Okay, what I would say is that it might not necess- it might not be that it's your, it's your diet that's not doing the work for you, right? What can very often happen is because we're we're human and we we live our lives, the longer the longer that we're here on the planet, the more time that we have to accumulate familiar neuromuscular patterns, right? that might preferentially um use some muscles over others depending on what our typical daily routine is so let's just say it's that it's that construction worker it's the martial artist right doing a particular thing for a longer period of time even if their diet is pristine right and very healthy you might still be getting this imbalanced an imbalancing of what muscles are being used and how and your body will have to compensate by doing something that maybe is resulting in in a little bit of pain right even if the diet is is good and clean so what what i'm saying is it might be that you you would just have to tweak what you do with and how you structure your mobility work and and flexibility and you would start to um, mitigate whatever the pain is. So, okay, one one here's one one interesting principle. Let's just say you've got pain in your knee, right? What you might want to do is you might want to strengthen, right? Really, really strengthen the all, all the muscles antagonistic to where you're feeling the pain. So, if you've got um, pain in your tricep, for example, then you, you might want to make sure that you're exercising and strengthening your bicep, right? The antagonizer to, to where you're feeling your pain. Okay. That can have a balancing effect. You also might want to mobilize and strengthen everything around your joint. So um, neck pain, I can relate to neck pain as well. And I can relate to having neck pain be, uh, relent and go away if I did the right types of stretching. I'll, I'll give you an example. All right, I'll give you an example I'm going to take off my earpiece for a second so you guys can hear you can hear me right yeah so let's just say I'm having pain in the bottom bottom left of my neck here something that I would do is I would I wouldn't just stretch okay I wouldn't just stretch my neck and leave it at that what I would do is I would try to be actively engaged with my neck muscles and try to do this right this this action of pushing my neck this, this direction. And I would use my hands to stop that from happening. And I would fight, right? So I'm trying to do this with my neck, but I'm not letting my, my hand is preventing my head from making that movement. And you're fighting, 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 actively engaging here while the muscle is at length and then relax and then do it again. So, actively strengthening, like giving your muscles strength challenges, okay, while being lengthened, that is going to improve your mobility. And when you mobilize all of the, 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 mobilize your joint by strengthening and lengthening all the muscles in and around the joint, you'll probably find, oh my goodness, so much relief in not very long at all. Back pain, like, I mean, I've, a while ago, I, you know, I, I dealt with, um, with some, some back pain, right? There was, there was an injury I had like a long time ago and that, that caused like a bit of a tweak. And then there were a couple of things that I had to pay attention to and it's like, oh my God, you know, all this relief and, um, and yeah, so sometimes it, it really is just mobilizing your joints and and strengthening areas of your body that you're not accustomed to strengthening at part, at, at stretched out lengthening uh, ranges so with your neck right work work on so for you if you're having neck pain, work on yes, stretching your neck but making sure that you are getting your neck really strong by fighting against resistance while you're stretched out completely so. Ugh. So right now I'm adding all this resistance and making my neck move resistance. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, like PNF, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like PNF. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Of course and and mobilizing in lots of different directions. Lots of different directions. And so you will
0: prioritize you'll prioritize doing it while lengthen and doing like this or because I've been doing with straps for example but in that case it's more like I have the straps it's it's the it's a movement more like this
1: uh do both right yeah okay. you, you do both yeah I would say do both um any any movement that you do there is, is going to be helpful but in terms of like being very therapeutic then yeah what I would want to do is I would I would wanna find where where my my the limits of my flexibility are. Okay, so that's that's my range. That's as far as I can move my neck. Now I'm gonna use my hand and add even more stretch, just a little bit. Okay, so now I'm really, really lengthened. And now from there, I'm going to uh, fight with my neck muscles to try to bring my head back up to this position, but I'm not gonna allow myself to do that with my hand. And so if I do that and, and push and push and push and hold, 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 fight, 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 and then relax, and then maybe even stretch a bit further. Now you're training your muscles to be very strong, right? To to have tension, but at length, and that will relax them and put less tension on your on the joint itself. So you do that for everything around the joint, and you'll you'll find like, oh man this feels a lot better right and it wasn't really your diet that was that was failing you it's just that when when we fall into movement patterns over time right then what can happen is th- your body can compensate because we're not perfect movers we do things that are slightly imperfect with our with our movement lifestyle and the longer you live the more you the more time you have to set movement patterns that might require your body to compensate. So you see, it's it's not that I am getting older, I am falling apart. No, it's just that you've lived long enough that you're, you've had more time to concretize movement patterns that you just need to alter and then you can have some relief.
0: Okay, thanks. That's very helpful. I'm happy to keep going because this is so interesting, but just so you know, we've been going for close to an hour and a half for now. Uh on, on that topic, by the way, on the on the diet failing and supplements, like I'm, I'm sure you've you'd agree that most of our cells are pretty depleted and that the nutrition in our fruits aren't as good as maybe they used to. And that's often the justification for for supplementation. Uh, do you feel pretty confident that with your fruits you get what you need, even though especially living in a city and not having your own garden, you're like buying fruits that might be not as nutritional and also that got harvested when they weren't as ripe and took some time to come to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's definitely, there's definitely a difference. I mean, you go, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, this is really funny. And I I probably want to make a video of this, but a couple of days ago, I was, I was staying in a hotel. I had to, I had to travel out of town for, for work right on a, on a film. And so, I'm in the middle middle of the urban urban city, okay, in a hotel, and in the in the middle of the hotel, there's like the, kind of like an open courtyard, right, where it's just open to the air, and there's uh, there's there's park benches, it's grass, uh, trees, and whatnot. It was quite lovely, so I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna just run around out there for a while, you know, take off take off the shoes and just you know just uh, romp around in the in the, in the backyard. So I get to the backyard and lo and behold in the middle of the densely populated urban city there's this beautiful apple tree beautiful apple tree I'm, I I couldn't believe it I'm like what is this thing doing here it was it was it was amazing um densely populated with apples and just I'm like oh my thank you god I'm like picking all these apples anyway okay um so even even in the urban environment right you can still find just naturally growing um naturally growing trees that are that are giving you wonderful wonderful fruit that you would imagine is is of fairly fairly a very high quality right now most everything we eat is not like that of course most of the food fruit we're eating here is imports and then whatever we can grow here in canada um but is it enough is it enough is it sufficient to to sustain yourself on right without supplementation and given like you said the you know, soil depletion and whatnot and um, i would i would have to say yes i would i would say that with with soil right when it comes to soil depletion it, it might not necessarily be that the individual roots right or individual crops um, are depleted themselves But you you might just find that a tree or a bush might produce less of the fruit, right? If the if the soils are not um, saturated with all the minerals that they that that they might want, so you might find less being produced. But you might not excuse me. But you might not find uh, fruit that is just so devitalized that it's not going to sustain you. Because nature isn't going to want to produce fruit that is going to hurt the organism. It's not going to want to do that. If the tree is detecting that it's it's got less resources to deal with, it'll just produce less fruit, but not necessarily fruit that is of impaired, you know, um, foundational nourishment, right? It's, it's it's so even though we yeah we we have these these issues i don't think it prevents us from experiencing uh the 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 fullest amount of health that that we can um so it's it's as long as you are you're eating natural natural foods that do grow right and they're not they're not gmo products okay, gmo that's a totally different subject um obviously we, we don't want gmos uh, but um but in terms of uh, you know, like soil depletion, it's not something that I'm too worried about. No, it's not something that I'm that I'm too. Uh, it's 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 like the it's like the protein story where you know we had this whole protein myth idea get started up um, the incomplete protein myth. Uh, you know, different foods have different amino acid concentrations, so you need to eat all the different types of protein in in one day or in one meat, right now it's not the case at all of course because you eat different things and so you you have that concentration satisfied just by virtue of eating and i think it's much the same thing with with soil this thing of soil depletion right you you might run into a problem if all you all you ate was crab apples every day for your entire life from one particular area from one particular bush but nobody really eats like that. We're always eating from different soils, different places. So I I would imagine that what is far more important, okay, far, far, far more important in determining the amount of vital health that you're experiencing is your abstinence from things that impair your health, from unnatural influences on, on your vital economy, that is the major factor that is going to detract from your health if you can take care of that then the thing is then the vital principle that just runs through your body that is going to take care of you for um far more profoundly than any negative influence of uh soil on the quality of the fruit that you're eating or vegetables you're eating or the nuts and seeds that you're eating does that make sense? It it's, it, it,
0: uh, it does, it's and it. that almost opens the door for a, a more breatharian approach. Where it's more about what you don't eat than about what you yeah. take in. And yeah. I would say that uh, that was pretty good, uh, really interesting on the soil depletion. Uh, I would still have doubts in terms of getting nutrients, at least in its logic when it comes to the timing also, because, and I don't know, I haven't verified it, but some people say Oh spinach in 24 hours from the moment of harvest and the moment you eat it, it loses, I think, it's 90% of its vitamin C or things like oh, this. So with the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it, no. I and I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean it, it would be it's it's um it's one of those things where it's just like it would be hard to imagine that whatever intelligent force is is going about creating the type of food that we're supposed to be eating, if it were to to be cursing you with having to make sure that the second it's picked right if you don't capitalize on that first five minutes when that apple is picked, you're ruining your health right it's just, it's a weird thing right at least in terms of fruit right talking about talking about fruit. I I think that um, what happens is fruits start, they start to naturally break down and degrade, right? So you're the enzymes in the food because they're alive, they start to degrade, right? There's a, there's, there's a process that starts to go into motion once it's picked from the tree for sure, right? That, that happens. So the longer you leave it, the more the food starts to turn into rot. And then by that time, it's too late. So that process kicks into gear as soon as the, Fruit is big. All right. That's that's true, of course. We know that. Um, but whether whether your body is um is being impaired or hurt from eating food that is maybe three hours off the tree, as opposed to as opposed to 10 minutes, I'm not sure. I, I mean it's 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 hard to say, right? It's hard to say. It would it would be hard to imagine that uh, there would be a huge huge impairment, not huge, even a minor impairment, um, from from just a difference in, in that capacity. Maybe if we're talking about fruit that's been left or that's been picked, and you're talking about five days later, um, ten days later, yeah, maybe yeah, for sure, there's 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 a difference, there. like a fresh picked apple from the tree it's it's night and day difference than an apple from the from the grocery store for sure like you we all know that so um so there's 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 definitely there's definitely uh validity to what to, to what you're saying right Ab- absolutely I, you you couldn't deny that And I, th- I think the more the, the closer we get to having fresh food right from the right from the tree right from the crops, I think the closer you get to that, yeah, you're going to that's you're going to experience better vitality for sure. For sure. But um but can you, you know, can you still capitalize on getting that that sheer brunt of vitality just from just from eating conventional uh, conventional grocery grocery store produce? I think so, yes, because again it's it's not it's it's the it's the internal life principle that is locked inside of you that's more responsible for doing that. It's just it's just hoping that you don't poison yourself actively on the other side, and then that starts to take care of you. So as long as you're doing the bare minimum on the outside, then the the internal principle is really at the helm of what is preserving your vitality. In my opinion, in my opinion. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like this. Uh, it was it was only it was only at the end of the day on this shift where where they they started using this like uh, smoke or atmosphere. Like they didn't use it for the whole day, and everything was great. And then at the end of the day, I'm lying down on the ground, and then they they come in with the atmosphere, and I'm like, mm, oh crap, oh this stuff sucks. Oh my god, never become a stuntman, guys. Just. A general health rule: just don't don't be a
2: It's the same mm-hmm. on planes as well. Because I, <laughs> I, I was I was on an aeroplane yesterday, and I, I um I was basically water fasting, mm. and like I was just aware of like the air quality and things like that. It, yeah. Even though, Even though you know I I didn't get ill or sick or anything like that. Yeah. I, I did yeah. feel yeah I did feel it drying out my throat, and you yes. don't you don't feel. Like today, I definitely feel the effects of it. I don't feel like myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the it's like the gift and curse, right? The more the more health you cultivate, yeah. more responsibility gets piled on you to to be receptive to what your body flags as not appropriate conditions for you to you know to entertain in your lifestyle. So yeah, yeah, you, you just you just have more responsibility piled on you. So it, it's great, but again it's it's just that's oh, but that's but what yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely I mean, you're so you're so much more sensitive so much more sensitive yeah um, and um, you know yeah. anyway so that's the game I guess that's the game where we're all, all always playing but uh, but it's good. I'd rather be playing playing this game than have no awareness of what's going on in, inside like that's that's way worse.
3: Eli, I wanted to kind of um, have a silly note because I, I, as a kid, like watching your show, uh, you know, your Free in Society, I get a real kick when you when you talk about giraffes because I really love giraffes. <laughs> so I just wanted to add that little bit in there. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Fascinating, you. yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. They're so fascinating. Come on, come on. Can you imagine... Can you imagine being an ancient, you know, ancient human being and you had no idea <laughs> giraffes or something existed and then one day you go out and you see a giraffe. You would be like what is what, what is this it's it's
3: like purple tongue thing. like just eats yeah, this tree, you know. I think
2: <laughs> like... I think the if alien. I was, if I was reincarnated, I think I'd be a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a long neck. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, there's just, I mean, they're, they're so beautiful. They're so elegant and so, like so gentle and, 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 massive. Like, so, you know, as a kid, I mean, how are you not fascinated with a giraffe? It's just like, Oh my God. I'm, I'm very happy that you have the fascination as well. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's such a fascinating, such a fascinating place that we're, you know, we're, we're in what an amazing universe what an amazing planet you know all these examples of life doing all these incredible things it's just like ah uh, and stop and think about it it's just like it's mind-blowing right it's it's such a wonderful thing to to be alive right to be here and just seeing all these examples of life doing life things it's like ah uh, you think about it it's just yeah it just, it just blows your mind right it just blows your mind
0: it's really interesting. I think it relates to the fruitarian past too, in terms of uh, being amazed with less stimulation, right? Because mm-hmm. now when we go and have a good fruit, we're amazed. And some people, if I give them, like, oh, it's boring. And for example, here, when I make a salad, like if there's not the salt and the spices, mm-hmm. the people I'm with, I'm in Germany at the moment, would find it a bit more boring. Well, for me, yeah. it's already super tasty. And with life, a lot of it is like this too, where a lot of people won't get excited if they don't, like, I know, race a car super fast or have uh, <laughs> cocaine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the goal yeah. is also to get excited by watching a tree, for example. And exactly. so there's that similarity of in the diet we do of getting interested and excited without needing the high stimulation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's all the other things that starts to become uh, more important, or or not more important, but just captivate your interest a bit more than 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 the, the the baser stimulations, right? And 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 that starts to happen, and it's such an interesting shift to 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 be awed by the simplicity of just a couple of grapes, right? As opposed to everything else that we used to. Imagine was was necessary in our uh, lifestyle, and and seeing that shift, that you know, it's a beautiful thing. Your body, your body, and your mind recognize what is truly, truly goodness. Right? The, the, the 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 simple, beautiful shape of a grape, like of course, like what could, like, it's circular, like what could be more perfect, right? Yeah, no chef is going to replicate the beauty and simplicity of like a grape, right? a dragon fruit. My goodness. Right? Like, insane like what chef could could hope to come up with something as as beautiful as as that right Mm -hmm. and so i i I think what when we start to be able to appreciate those things when you're not being spoiled when the senses aren't being spoiled by indulgences it's it's only once they've they've stopped being spoiled where you can really start to appreciate what was gold to begin with. Right? And and yeah, like I, I would I would love that everyone have that by default, but it's it you can't. You you need to A recognize that there is a problem at first and you need to slowly make the changes and then eventually someone has to be, you know, they have to do it under their own their own power. It's 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 hard for it's hard for people like us to really Tell others about it and have them believe us. It's it's really an internal process that uh, you know. Once once you do it for yourself, then it's like oh the lights come on and it dawns on you. Like, oh my goodness, you know how was I missing this before? It's a beautiful thing, but, um, but yeah, it takes it takes <clears throat> it takes an effort. It takes will, of course. It's it's not an easy thing to go against the grain right it's not it's not a super easy thing but you do it because not because you're depriving yourself but because the glories on the other end are just so much so much more grand my 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 stunt buddy would, the other day like i i brought a couple of oranges to uh, to work and so at, at lunchtime i decided like yeah okay i'm going to i'm going to have something and so i had some oranges there <clears throat> and he was just he was just looking at what i was eating he's like oh man martyr don't you ever Come on tell me the truth martyr don't you don't you ever like the pizza I mean do you miss it like you just we just had Thanksgiving what you, you were sitting at the table you didn't have any any desire to have any of the stuff and and I'm just I'm thinking I'm like yeah but you don't understand it's it's not it's not that I'm depriving myself I'm, I'm not missing out on on the other stuff it's just that I am actively choosing something that is so much more um constructive and better and makes me feel better and tasty and wonderful i'm actively choosing that over being lied to like i don't i ch- i'm choosing not to be lied to right I- i'd rather have the truth told to me and i'm saying that as a metaphor for eating what's what's proper and what doesn't lie to you right whereas other conventional processed foods like these are tricks that they lie to your senses and give you the wrong idea of what they really are. So it's like, I'm choosing against that for a very particular reason. And so he's like, yeah, I, I kind of get it. Like, you're, you you know, you're not being deprived. You're just happily choosing otherwise. It's like, yes. Right? I happily choose not to drink gasoline because it kills you, right? Like I wouldn't want to do that. that. That type of thing. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm kind of just excitedly going on about you know this type of thing so please excuse me it's like talking
0: <laughs>
1: right. but it's yeah no it's it's uh it's just it's just a wonderful thing to be part of a, a lifestyle like this and to 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 feel the ease and the burden that it, the ease and the release of burden that it affords your lifestyle it's just like oh god i, I really wish everybody could experience this
2: and making my mouth water now just thinking about it
1: (laughs) yeah 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 like man like a a papaya
2: it's so funny you said that yeah i'm just about to try one for the first time
1: (laughs) oh really oh good for you yeah good for you good good good
2: good. Mexican papaya hopefully that yeah
1: Yeah, wonderful wonderful um yeah and there's so many you know and, and the good thing is even when you want to be a bit more uh gourmet right like even when we want to just have some fun. You can, and you can make a me. Ma- uh, okay, so I tried making. Do uh, you guys know sect? It's like this traditional. It's a tra- traditional Jewish meal for Passover, and what it is is it's it's apples and well, there's lots of ways to prepare. It usually involves wine and all this kind of stuff. Ignoring all that, um, the base ingredients would be apples and some sort of nut, like a walnut or something. Apples, walnuts, and uh, maybe something like a sweetener, like a, some sort of dried fruit. You just mix it together. That, that's what Harris said is typically. I had never never tried that, and I was like, okay, I wonder, you know this might be something that I that would be really nice for you know to have as a treat, but to bring to family occasions like a good go-to as a dessert, right? So I, I I tried making some and it was just like yeah so simple like so so simple and so easy. I just used some some dates, apples, and walnuts, and that's it. Right? It was like so even with even with the the barest and simplest ingredients, yeah, you can make really really flavorful things that are going to excite your taste buds and and the taste buds of other people who are still on conventional diets, right? So it's 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 great. Like you can, re- you really aren't deprived of anything doing this this lifestyle. Like nothing. Just, f- I feel spoiled, like completely spoiled by right? this life.
0: Amazing. Maybe we can take one more question, and if there is, and then wrapping it up. That's been amazing.
1: Thanks, Eli. Yeah. Anyone? No, no worries. Yeah, no worries at oh, all. Wow. Thank you, guys. Oh, wow
2: yeah i'm out of questions for once
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's it's it's, yeah it's it's i'm always happy to answer questions and just chat, just generally chat about these kind of things it's important right it's important to talk about this to have the conversation going to let people hear other people talking about this stuff and yeah it's, it's so important and it's helpful for us just to know that there are others others in the world that are doing the same thing so very thankful Uh, excuse me thankful
3: would you say i've noticed that people who follow these Mm -hmm. diets um Mm -hmm. they do tend to have event like i guess we're already kind of talking about but this natural gratitude that develops Mm -hmm. uh for yeah the simple things i guess and and for god like the wonder of creation right because uh like it like you said you look at a grape and you're just like you know i i could never do that so yeah
1: yeah yeah i i mean is it a coincidence i mean like yeah like you know are you actually of course it's not a coincidence that a lot of people in this lifestyle seem to be uh very gracious, you know. Very, very humble. Very founder uh, people. Uh, very intelligent people. You find a lot of people that are doing doing this type of thing. That you know, they're they're not given to the wild indulgences, the wild excesses. They're not, you know, they're not into the the, the substances as as much, right? All, all these all these characteristics, right? These virtuous characteristics. You find that. People that do this type of lifestyle, yeah, you, they they tend to embody those more consistently than everybody else, right? And i I don't think that's a coincidence. I think I think that's just a natural byproduct of what happens when you fundamentally make higher improvements to your to your well being, to your to your functioning as a human individual, right? As a, to an as an organism, right? You you clean up aspects of your life. And harmony starts to express itself more and more in your thinking in your feeling and your, and in your, your physicality, right? You, you can't, so of course, of, of course, that's what's going to happen. And it's, it's so interesting to see that, right. To, to recognize that in people, right. That they, that they tend to be just these, these really um, heartfelt, good moral individuals. And they, and they, they, they have a a more holistic approach to diet. It's like, oh, God, of course. The the two go hand in hand all the time. Nice to see. It's nice to see that consistency in nature, right? To to see that there's some sort of principle that's acting in the background, right? That's connecting this commonality amongst all these people who have this general set of virtuous um, traits, right? It's like, it's nice to see that there's, even though we might not be able to describe what it is, there you, there's a recognition that there's some something connecting everybody, you know, and I, I think that's it's nice to it's nice to see and nice to feel um, even if we can't describe it what, what it is well, sorry,
0: hey. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually have a last question that I really want to ask you, and yeah. it's about it's about the UFC. But st- talking about this, I feel people uh, into people into a frutarian lifestyle usually were like more uh, chilled and peaceful, and not so much yes. into watching violent movies and violence in general. But somehow, yeah. I know you like UFC. I also surprised myself watching quite a, quite a bit of UFC. I know Casey from Vegetable Police; uh, he also has a UFC kind of channel. And, um, and, and sometimes I'm wondering to myself, like I. Of course, in the UFC, I like also the, the strategy and it's, it's not just about violence, mm-hmm. but I'm also not watching chess or something else that could involve strategy. There's still something quite violent about the UFC. Mm-hmm. So I I think I think you like it too, right? Like how do you explain that uh, very generally peaceful people can enjoy watching something quite
1: violent like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I think okay. If I'm psychoanalyzing myself, right? I, I think there's there's one aspect of it that is the 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 basic the basic kind of uh things that you would you would want as a as a human being in terms of survival, right like the base the base survival traits that you're looking for, right uh, defending yourself is what is one of them finding food, finding shelter, okay. Uh, temp- warmth, right? Just temperature, just being being comfortable. The 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 kind of the base survival things that you would. Do. When it comes to martial arts, wh- I think what's happening there is there's there's an internal recognition of the value of being able to defend oneself against a threat, right? As just a, as just a survival mechanism. Like um, you can
0: imagine people who want to jab you. <laughs> Dodging
1: yeah, arrows. Well, oh yeah, well yeah, well with, in whatever in whatever capacity it is, right? Defending defending yourself against evil, a threat, some something that that is seeking to um take away your freedom, right? To to defend against that. There, there's I think there's a, a, a an aspect of the human psyche that the self defense sports tap into when they're attracting our attention. By, by, by resonating with that aspect of what it means to be a human being, right? That that fundamental desire for self-preservation. right? Pre- the preservation of self-instinct, right? Whether that means running away from a, I don't know, a, a, a tidal wave or riding, running away from a, a, a typhoon or hurricane or defending yourself against someone trying to, trying to hurt you, right? So the, the, the preservation of self-instinct. So I think there's a part of us that that is attracted to learning how to do that, right? Because it makes you more valuable to the tribe. If you know, we're 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 social, we're social animals, we're social beings, <clears throat> and the the um the ability to protect our loved ones is is a very good thing to cultivate. And as much as martial arts requires a degree of force, right? So a utilization of of force to exert against the force of of evil or, or whatever it is, right something that's an affront to you, I would say violence not in UFC, okay. I'm talking about just in the in the world, right like just as a, in a social setting, right? Not as much in UFC But defending yourself, as as much as it requires force, it doesn't require violence. Like, see, like, you would make a distinction between the two. So, violence being the um, unnecessary, uncalled for uh, application of force for for some for some destructive end, right? Whereas a force is just a force. You can you can use a force to repel. Uh, an in, an invading force, and but only with enough to 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 dispel it and neutralize, and and that's it. Well, kind of kind of like how your cell, right? Like uh, your your every cell in your body is equipped with this defensive capacity. Where if there's uh some sort of foreign material, a waste product, a, a toxin, a poison, right, that gets introduced into the mix, the the cell equipped with this defensive force is going to exert a a repelling defensive force against that 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 offense but it's not going to violently attack itself it's not going to go overboard it's only going to use a a, the amount of force necessary to to suppress the the offense and then that's it and then back to homeostasis okay so anyway tying this all in this self-preservation instinct it's baked into every cell in your body and it's baked into our own natural instincts as well. So I think that when we see combatives on, uh, you know, on TV or or whatever, I think there's a part of us that recognizes the value in, in defense, and maybe that helps to captivate our interest. So may, maybe there's that. Now, if, but does it have to mean? that uh watching ufc is is or 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 combative sports it, you know that's a cultural thing if we if none of us grew up with that we probably wouldn't wouldn't care to watch people fighting each other right? so so there's the whole cultural aspect as well i grew up with that with with that in my lifestyle and being interested in the in the discipline and the martial arts aspect and the physicality associated the physical training it's all of that that was really of interest to me not necessarily hurting other people i mean like i when i grew up i didn't i didn't want anything to do with competition never wanted competitions never wanted to fight anybody i just like the other aspects right the the training and the discipline and the movement and and all of that and the confidence that it that it garners you being able to know that you're going to be safe right like that that does a lot for your confidence as a as a person so all of that is very 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 good and i think when i'm when i'm watching combatives on camera what i'm doing is i'm just i'm i'm a, i'm appreciating the game like you said like the, the 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 mentality associated with it and it's also a learning experience right it's also it's also just picking up things right by by watching picking up techniques right picking up um ways new ways to go about maybe defending yourself right so there's a, there's always a process there's always a learning process going on there um so so maybe all of these things add to the enjoyment of of watching combatives on on camera at the end of the day in a thousand years 500 years maybe i would imagine that we would get to the point whereas collectives were not really enjoying combatives uh then in the future as much as we would now I would think that on the path of human evolution, this is something that would start to fizzle out, realistically. You know what I mean, like, I just, like yeah, you know, yeah, in time, true. yeah. In, I in feel time. it might
0: be the case for me too, and I, it's, yeah. it's not about not about judging, uh, yeah. but it feels like a slightly lower frequency to me, but that's how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure for sure i mean yeah i'm i'm not going to you know at the end of the day it's it's people fighting each other right so <laughs> fighting is conflict and you know it might it might have the wrong effect on some people and so really there are other ways that we could get our visual entertainment other than other than that and and of course of course i agree, I agree right? so i think in in time you know, we'll 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 definitely start to shift away from those things as being how we get our entertainment. Now, I should I should say, in, in my defense, when I say get our entertainment, I'm not doing these things the the, the majority of the time. <laughs> the vast majority of the time, when I'm entertaining myself, it has nothing to do with it. it it's I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm exercising, doing other other things, right? It's, it's so. Uh, these are just things that I, I also don't mind doing, but in no way do they encompass the vast majority of the time when I'm just at home. You know. So it's yes, uh, I, it's, it's I not bet a with
0: time. with your stuntsman job and a very active YouTube channel. I was already surprised that you had a, a full-time job that was different. So
1: yeah,
0: it doing a lot. Thank you so much, Eli, and thank you now. You've spent more than two hours with us. I think we're all very grateful for that and no no problem, no problem. No yeah problem. and um is there is there anything you want to share to to close this QA um gosh,
1: there's a bunch of funny things that uh I it's it's always fun sharing um sharing stuff at work and uh I I, I want to share some stuff at work but I'm thinking about no, like oh frig I can't I can't, I can't actually mention it mentioned quite yet um but it's it's you know it's always fun i i think the, the the enjoy part of the enjoyment of this is just living in the world living in the world but you're not necessarily part of all of the 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 cultural you know the cultural contrivances and the cultural contraptions it's 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 fun to be able to stand apart from it and then kind of look in as an observer and just be like very very comfortable in your space knowing that oh man it's like i'm so happy that i'm not you know not caught up with a lot of these things anymore and uh so i'm gonna bite i'm just gonna bite my tongue and say so many advantages to just doing what we're doing and I, i i hope that everybody continues to get the experiences and get the benefits and reap the benefits of doing this practicing this lifestyle and uh you're you're gonna you're gonna be of inestimable value to yourselves and the world around you and you know god bless you for it so so thank you for being with me today having all of uh, having all of these um these wonderful subjects that we've kind of uh, thrown around in our discussion and yeah hopefully we'll do it again at some point i appreciate the time guys
0: thanks so
1: much yeah thank you